With 2020 almost behind us, thankfully, it's a great time to take a look back at the past year, but not in a best game of the year that we played, although that will happen soon. Instead, it seems like an opportune time with the holidays and giving thanks to the ones that you love, happiness, and everything else like that to look at some of the brightest things to happen in gaming in the dark year that was 2020. Although there was a lot of negativity in 2020, there were a lot of great things that happened in the world of gaming. You can always find darkness and negativity if you go looking for it, but it's just as easy to find the light and positivity. And here are some of the best things to happen this year in gaming. Coming right up on the Video Games Podcast. There is a very good chance that in a parallel universe, the expected next generation of consoles from Sony and Microsoft don't release in 2020. It actually seemed like a very real possibility earlier in the year and even almost into summer when both monolithic companies were basically at a stalemate. Neither was talking about full details about specs or pricing or even release date. It definitely wasn't in the conversation early on. There were many reports in the year about how quarantine and social distancing had drastically impacted the logistics of these companies, especially the ones that strongly relied on silicone and manufacturing happening overseas. For a while, the only next-generation console reveal that we had was from the Game Awards in 2019 when Microsoft unveiled the form factor of the Xbox Series X. After that, things were very tight-lipped as these companies were likely trying to navigate the unknown waters of 2020. Occasionally, Microsoft would have a post on Xbox Wire discussing the specs of the new system or some of the new features that were coming to the new system, including features like smart delivery. With Sony being quiet aside from the very dry Mark Cerny talk that was intended for GDC, discussions started to rise about how Sony might be already losing the console war just by staying quiet. Fast forward until today and both consoles eventually came out in November, separated only by a week and priced very competitively with one another thanks to different models. Although both consoles had their pre-order woes, that is less on the shoulders of Sony and Microsoft, but more on the shoulders of the retailers for not having precautions in place to stop bots and resellers. And as we know, despite the economic troubles for some industries, Gaming saw massive increases, and due to this factor, along with being the newest thing on the market, both the new Xbox and the PlayStation 5 are incredibly hard to purchase. Usually when they become available, they are sold out within minutes at most. One of the best things about the PlayStation 5 is the DualSense, and there is no better display of just how much of an actual game changer the controller is than by playing Astro's Playroom. The game is magical from start to finish and the best thing about the game is that it was packed in for free with the system. We gave Astro's Playroom a glowing review for a lot of reasons, but the inclusion of this wonderful game is one of the best things about this year because not only does it provide a next generation experience, but it is done at zero extra cost. It's been a very long time since an actual full game was included with a system launch. 
And in my mind, I think the last was Wii Sports on the Wii, but this might be the actual first time that a new console launched with a game pre-installed. Although Nintendo likely had a lot more planned for 2020 than what ended up happening, it was Nintendo's existing lineup of evergreen games and wonderful IP that was a shining star this year and kept the focus away from their lack of premium titles. More accurately, after March and the release of Animal Crossing New Horizons was their lack of premium releases. There was almost no way that anyone would have predicted that Animal Crossing would have the success that it did on the Nintendo Switch. New Horizons has sold over 26 million copies as of September 30th, which makes it the second best-selling game on the Nintendo Switch platform, only behind one of the most marketable and accessible Nintendo titles of all time with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with almost 29 million units sold. The only difference here is that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has been on the market since about a month after the Switch was released in 2017, and Animal Crossing New Horizons has only been available for a few months. There is a chance that when Nintendo announces their third quarter earnings in early February, that Animal Crossing New Horizons will be the best-selling game on the Switch, although Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is currently the second best-selling game on the eShop, while Animal Crossing is fourth, which means that it might not have the longevity like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Ring Fit Adventure made waves for Nintendo in 2020, a clever interactive exercise game that came out in 2019. However, it was with the quarantine and gyms closing and the popularity of the Nintendo Switch that caused this game to have a massive surge. As of their last fiscal earnings, Ring Fit Adventure had sold almost 6 million copies and that number would probably be a lot greater if the stock was able to keep up with the demand. Demand for Ring Fit Adventure clearly outpaced the supply as the game was a hot commodity with resellers early in the year with the game selling for double to triple its price. The other supply issue was that the actual Nintendo Switch consoles were hard to find as well and this was caused by people being encouraged to isolate and what better way than with the familiar cast of characters that can be found on the Nintendo console. Now despite a lack of premium titles in 2020, Nintendo was a great way for people to reignite their passion for gaming. Finally, it would be wrong to talk about the great year that the Switch had without mentioning the console exclusivity of Hades from Supergiant who is known for Bastion, Transistor, and Pyre. Surprise released on the Epic Game Store on Early Access in December of 2018, word of mouth quickly spread about this roguelike dungeon crawler. Now fast forward to September of 2020 and Hades 1.0 gets a surprise drop on the Nintendo Switch following an Indie Direct showcase. Hades is in the conversation for Game of the Year at pretty much every outlet and has already won Best Indie and Best Action Game at the Game Awards in December. Now having this game as a console exclusive is another feather in the cap for Nintendo in 2020. There are a few games that seem like they will never happen again and Valve returning to any of their franchises like Portal, Counter-Strike or Left 4 Dead seem to fit the mold. Although the recent reveal of Back 4 Blood looks to be exactly what fans would want from a Left 4 Dead sequel. Back 4 Blood is being developed by Turtle Rock who have made Evolve which was a very good 4v1 asymmetrical game that didn't catch on and the studio was founded by many of the key players from Left 4 Dead. 
However, the one series that seemed like it would never happen again was a return to the Half-Life universe. Revealed only a few months before its release at the end of 2019, and how it was kept secret is impressive during the age of leaks. Virtual reality was the reason for returning to the series because Half-Life has always been known for innovation. The first game was about injecting story into what was a genre that wasn't known for having excellent story or great characters. Half-Life 2 was all about the physics and the gravity gun and Half-Life Alex made sense to show what virtual reality is truly capable of. Most of the games available in virtual reality are considered experiences more than they are actually considered full games. Not only did the team at Valve create a full-fledged game inside of VR, but they did it just as you would expect they would as Half-Life Alex is considered to be one of the best games of the year by many outlets including many giving the game a near-perfect score. And despite being gated behind VR, the hope is that since the team is back in the Half-Life universe, that more games will happen as a result. And in an interview with Game Informer, Robin Walker, one of the main developers on Half-Life Alex, said, We absolutely see Half-Life Alex as our return to this world and not the end of it. The only downside to Valve finally returning to Half-Life after a 13-year hiatus was that it was only released on PC VR headsets, which means that console owners had to miss out on this great experience. There have been patents for what could potentially be PlayStation VR 2 with improved controllers to offer a full range of motion, but that is likely at least a year away if it ever gets released. Not owning a VR headset currently, my hope is that if PSVR 2 does get announced, that Half-Life Alex is going to be right there with it. Nonetheless, Valve returning to Half-Life was a great part of gaming in 2020. Despite the economic boom that gaming saw in 2020, there were millions and millions of people around the world who were adversely affected. These people saw their hours cut at work due to many restrictions that were put in place around the world, and many people were furloughed during the initial window and many were completely out of a job. Granted, when you were out of work, you should probably be trying to find a new job and not playing games, but sometimes people just need a temporary escape from reality. The good news was that there were plenty of free-to-play games that came out in 2020 to make life just a little bit easier. Whatever the reason for playing games, it's a good escape and it's a decent way to talk with your friends or loved ones when you need to social distance and it's just simple fun when you need it. Some of the biggest games of the year were free to play and I don't think that was a coincidence. Early on in the year, Call of Duty released their latest iteration in the Battle Royale genre, which quickly skyrocketed to over 75 million downloads in just the first few months. Fall Guys also had its moment in the sun when it was released as one of the PS Plus games in late summer. Genshin Impact came out of nowhere emulating a lot of the qualities that drew people into Breath of the Wild, and finally one of the biggest games of the year which did didn't actually come out this year but did blow up in 2020 was Among Us, the social deception indie game that was free to play on mobile and eventually made its way to Switch just recently for only a few dollars. These were many of the popular free-to-play games in 2020, but with the microtransactions, these could actually have the opposite effect of trying to save money with social distancing and economic hardships. However, very early on when the pandemic was just beginning or possibly not even labeled a pandemic yet, Sony announced their Play at Home initiative. And not only does PlayStation usually give away a few free games to subscribers of PlayStation Plus, but this program also provided two free games 
games to non-PlayStation Plus users as well as setting up a fund for indie developers who were adversely affected by the quarantine. These two free games are not only quality games, but they are technically four games. Nathan Drake Collection includes the first three games in the series, and they are all very highly rated and will provide some lengthy playtime. The other game included was the Indie Darling Journey that was originally released for the PlayStation 3 back in 2012 and then got remastered for the PlayStation 4 in 2015. The game included a visual style that aged very well, allowing for its inclusion in this initiative and journey is also a very peaceful game which is just what people needed during these times on top of providing around 30 to 35 hours of great gaming sony also created a fund for indie developers who were struggling during these times by earmarking 10 million dollars and this goes a little off topic on the free to play but it's definitely worth mentioning sony was the only company to offer this kind of value during the pandemic nintendo offered to try to keep everyone active by offering a free skip rope game but it's highly unlikely that anyone got 30 to 35 hours of value from that game alone. Gaming has been trending upwards for decades now and is much more of an accepted form of entertainment than just for antisocial people who live in their parents' basements. However, this year, gaming got a massive influx of first-time users and lapsed gamers. We learned that gaming is not only great escapism, which was greatly needed during the uncertain times of this year, but it was also a great way to stay social with friends and family when you can't see them. Thank you for listening to the Video Games Podcast. Hopefully you found some great moments in gaming that lifted your year as well. And if you enjoyed the show, then please consider subscribing and or leaving a positive review. And as always, remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, but more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. Music.